Today we're talking about social media and our authentic representation of self and the messy blur of what happens somewhere in between. Welcome to Music, Spirit and Accountability with Jay Hode and Michael Cooper. Welcome to episode number three with Jay Hode and Michael Cooper. This is Music, Spirit and Accountability. Our mission is to inspire, to create and to thrive. Michael Cooper, how are you today, brother? I'm good, brother. Thank you, mate. Ah, that's Good. how you do an intro. I'm getting better every week, brother. Getting sharp. Getting, getting sharp. Um, mate, potent. today... It's getting potent. <laughs> getting potent. Every word counts. Um, today we are speaking about um, being seen on social media and in life and yeah. uh, being in your authentic truth. Now, I just had a message from one of my dear sisters. We've been uh, working together a bit this morning and um, she mentioned that she, uh, she did a thing for her social media, uh, a video for her social media platform and website this morning where she was uh, being interviewed and the lady was saying who was interviewing her how much she was shining and how beautiful and how potent her words were and she didn't realize the camera was on and she started doing this little dance after the interview and she was so happy and dancing and then after that the uh, the lady who was videoing said I just caught all that on camera and she said that was amazing and the late and uh, my friend was so shy about it and um, had a lot of shame come up so that's our topic for today, and isn't that interesting how once the camera is on, um, or we're being seen, how often our ego can come into play, and all those elements, how does that land for you, brother? Yeah, massively, I had a similar experience Friday last week. Um, and you know, the as you said, the ego comes up to protect us of what we think we need protection from, but that's, you know, our three-year-old self, who is, fearful and frightened and all of the thing. I love that just to get straight into it. That's your three-year-old self. How does that land for everyone listening right now? Mm. Oh, yeah. Sorry, brother, as you were. Yo, all good, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's not your big adult self with all of the strength and intelligence and intellect. You know, this is the three-year-old self that was wounded mm. um, and it's still running that strategy. And so last week, yeah, I was, I was invited to do a post and they just said, look, tell your story. Uh, in two minutes tell your story why you do what you do and so I authentically got on there and said I, I went through this I navigated this really high level a um, couple of dot points and it wasn't until I worked with a men's coach that I started to really integrate and heal and that's why I do what I do mm. and from that post I got text messages and replies and comments that I would never get yeah because I was authentic I shared my vulnerability and myself um, and yeah, it's crazy. The people that we know that do really well on social media, they just film their life Yeah. and there's no real message to it. Like they're cooking spaghetti and they go, I'm cooking spaghetti. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. It took me a long time to learn self. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I used to judge it. I'm like, who wants to watch me cook spaghetti? Yeah. Yet I would watch everyone else cook spaghetti. Yeah. It's crazy, but I just didn't think they'd watch me do it. So my message back to the sister was, hey, I feel you, you know, I feel you and how much of an edge that must have been to knowing that you'd just been seen dancing or you're going to be seen dancing when you put that up on social media. And my message was just remember, it's actually it's actually not about you at all. OK, because what's going to happen is when someone sees you dancing, 
they're probably going to be inspired by that and it's probably going to lead them to lean out of their comfort zone and lead them to create something incredible and in you know in turn they'll probably let you know about that and then that will inspire you to create something even more incredible and lean more into whatever that is so it's just incredible how that works and you never know what it's going to be it could be cooking spaghetti yes truly it is and it's i love that you say that because it's the inspiration or the permission it's the permission slip that she gave other people this morning to be a little bit more free yeah you know? yeah and it's so beautiful when it i love how it was caught inadvertently because there's that old saying of dance like nobody's watching yeah <laughs> and she did and she did and she did <laughs> but someone was watching <laughs> And with that, mate, so stepping into your authentic truth and mm. what you said about the three-year-old being seen. So, you know, the initial story of what my friends shared today about this thing about being seen, um, you know, dancing like, you know, that thing of going back to her childhood to that first time when she possibly associated the experience and had enough of a, you know, enough words in her, her vocabulary to then create a story that hey, I'm actually feeling, uh, maybe it was even before that, maybe it was before she had the capacity to even put the words together, maybe it was just a feeling. But going back to that moment, you know, that's so much of the work that we do with these incredible souls that we're so blessed to work with is going back to that inner child, going back to that inner child that is that young three, four, five, six, seven, eight-year-old child now in a fully grown 30 or 40 year old's body or 20 or whatever it might be still creating and going back on some of those stories that they experienced back then yeah 100 percent. and the adult is the one talking but using like the mouth is moving of the adult but it's the three-year-old sending the words out mm. you know and it's it's really interesting when you get into relationships and your shadows come out and play and i don't know if you've ever had an argument with a, with a loved one where at one point you've gone, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That, that's not even what we're talking about. Yeah. Because the three-year-old is having its, it's, it's just stepping out. The three-year-old's speaking out, but it came out the adult's mouth. Exactly. And that could be coming from the partner speaking to us or us speaking to the partner. You know, we're all, um, yeah. we've, we've, I'm sure we've both caught ourselves at times being, did I just say that? Where did that come from? You know, if not in the moment, um, ideally not long after, maybe the day after, maybe the week after, mm. but um, that's all part of the journey, right? Yeah. Well, that's the, it's, a big, it's the awareness. Yeah. It's, it's catching that awareness, you know, constantly having those slip ups. Like remember that thing of failure, awareness, re-engage. Yeah. I'm constantly failing. It's just how quickly can I reduce the amount of time between me catching it, becoming aware of it and pivoting. And why do you think that is, that people can work these things out themselves and um, bring, you know, do the, do the works, bring these things to the accountability or through the accountability process for themselves, but why is it that often the healing is so profoundly amplified when it's done in a container with another person? The whole topic of this, the, 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 the whole topic we're having today is to be seen. Yeah. It's being witnessed in your mess. The healing is not done in solitude. It's when we actually bring it out and we air our dirty laundry and, be, and stand in that discomfort. And we stand there and allow another human to witness us and realize at that moment, they're not judging us, they're loving us. Mm. There is the healing. But our stories we're telling ourselves is I can't tell them this, they're gonna judge me, hate me, think I'm a bad person, all of the things. But when we have this new narrative that they're like, oh my God, they're looking at me as if like I've done nothing wrong and they have 
compassion and understanding and empathy, we can rewrite the neural system and, and navigate that new pathway. Yeah, 100%. And I feel that, um, you know, I, I guess that's what we spoke about a bit last time too, is that thing of being held, being seen, mm. being seen and being um, in a really safe and trustable environment to, to speak these things. But I just, I can't help but feel that there's something more to it. Like there's something more, there's just that, that power of being being seen, especially, you know, seeing that potency, um, you know, with men's groups or in a beloved union, there's just something when you're so vulnerable that you lean in when you're able to lean deeper and deeper and deeper into that vulnerability to really put it all on the line all the shadows all the bullshit all the stories and be like you know what it's actually i'm gonna keep bringing it back to where you know and my often my question that i that i share with with uh you know these incredible people is okay so thank you for sharing that story how old were you when you yeah. first chose to start believing that yeah yeah and my the first response is i don't know i can't remember back that far which is yeah. the it's the conscious block yes. you know i don't want to go i actually don't want to look at that pain point so let's just throw up a, a foggy memory clue yeah okay let's but if you could imagine that you yeah. were met because everything's stored in the body right yeah every event every emotion every feeling gets stored you know either in the body or in the biofield and we have access to that once we get past that roadblock of i don't want to go there 100 percent. and it's and always back to a feeling it's always a feeling so true brother and i love that thing of um i was just thinking about how you and i would possibly react to that differently if we were with a client and maybe i would be like okay cool well i'm going to invite you to feel into that and you know mm. if it comes up like let, you know let's just maybe speak about it another time or whatever you feel and, and i feel like you might be like oh let's get into it right now like okay so where did, where let's go what are we doing like let's yeah. go back there right now and you hold that and so well brother you know depending on the container it could be quite hundred percent direct it yeah. could be a brick wall that they run into and they go i wasn't ready to run into a wall right now yeah but it, it's a pattern interrupt you know sometimes we can enable them to keep running their story or i can just go and it shocks them into breaking that circuit mm -hmm. and then obviously then i hold them lovingly after that i'm not you know a horrible person it's it's all to break that pattern and and so that they can then see that they're running a pattern right now i'm i'm running my strategy yeah. my fight or flight response for strategy so yeah yeah but i think ultimately it comes back to one of the highest human needs is to be seen and if you speak to anyone with any level of childhood trauma is that they weren't validated by mom or dad the the godlike figure at that point in their life you know that was the sole source of food shelter and love and at that point i'm not getting recognized by my my god figure mm. you know and so that this is where the patterns come from predominantly yeah one of my uh favorite things i ever learned um you know when about speaking to to children one of my favorite questions that i that i learned to say was what do you need and the potency of holding that space and obviously when things are crazy and there's um you know emotions and things flying then maybe that doesn't land but even holding that space of what mm. do you need and i don't need anything right now i don't need bar it's like cool well yep. just so you know when you're ready if you choose to be you know i'm here for you 
and I would love to hear what you need. And just that ability to be able to hold that space, whether it's for a child or in a relationship or for a friend or for a person that's having issues coming from possibly something to do with some healing from their inner child, um, that question of what do you need is just so powerful and it's such a fine line when asking it between mm. being condescending yes. and being authentic um however it's said or being perceived as well even if it's being said in a way that is authentic it still could be perceived as being condescending but um you know again coming down to that energy beneath the words i've got i've got a little softener that i place before it and it's um it's just I need you to know right now that I love you mm. and I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere, you know, which would, which would ease the, the abandonment if they had abandonment issues or, or, uh, you know, any attachment style issues. And it's like, but I, and, but I want you to know I'm here for you. Yeah. And, and I love you. I deeply mm. love you. But is, and I really want to know is there anything I can do for you right now. Yeah. And when you pull your energy down and you ground yourself as the masculine, that's how there is the beauty of our work is where we get to play in that. Okay. I'm, I'm potentially triggered myself here. How can I ground myself so deeply into this earth and provide the container for this man, woman or child to feel safe. Hmm. And then it's like that. It's the great leveler. That line that you used is the ultimate leveler. I don't need anything right now, but if you did, well, what would you need right now? Hmm. And then they come down a notch and you process, you persist one more time. And they're like, I feel scared. And then we're open. Then Now we're open. We're into the emotions. Yeah. So, bro, that's, I, I actually think I got that from you. Uh, the, mm. I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. What do you need? What, um, what do you need from me right now? Mm. That's awesome, I brother, because the next question was, was about to be, where'd you get that from? Um, <laughs> I <it> you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and I've and, used it a lot, man. I've used it a lot. And what you In, just brought to that to set that up, like, you know, it's like the, <laughs> the epic alley-oop. And that's why we're here to bring this like magic together because that yeah. potency that we were um, yeah, feeling just in our own conversations with each other, you know, it was just, wow, there's that synchronicity. So, yeah. Mm. Um, and now I'm going to take, you know, what you just shared and, and add that to my what do you need and really dive into um, delivering that energetically just right on point. Like you just said before I deliver my what do you need? I feel like that'll really have an extra profound impact on um, I'm really relating it to to, the, uh, to my, my beautiful child that's in my life right now. So, um, yeah, um, I remember having the, the kids when they were little, when they were younger, um, you know, they were any age before five sixes and whatnot and i always used to get down to their level yeah look in their eyes and then just whisper it's okay i'm here now i'm here i'm not going anywhere yeah i love you yeah you know i love you mm. and it's okay to feel this way and i watched them they just instantly disarm so oh, kids were amazing i really enjoyed watching the kids grow up and what how i got to utilize some of these and when you see them beneficial in this way, like you remember them, you don't forget them. Yeah. Yeah, they're profound. 
it's so profound brother being on that level too coming down you can actually probably hear my little one in the background she's um got home from school and she's always buzzing around a million miles an hour yeah so it's beautiful because we've got beautiful kid noises probably in the background too um but yes that that thing that you just said man of coming down to the level for any parents out there that uh, don't do that as part of this practice um, and it literally it is a practice and it takes practice and through Michael Michael and I have been so blessed to learn this from some of our most potent teachers of these little things like coming down like bringing our actual body bringing our eyesight and our heads down to that same level so they're not looking up at this big figure yeah. you guys remember when you were kids and you look up at the at the, the parents giants. and they're, they're giants you know everything's so big but when you come down to that level there's just an extra softness and comfortability again safety and trust and even playing field that's yep. felt totally felt and you, you become you come to their level yeah you know and it's not it, you're equal at this point and you can control the, the whole thing with your own breath. You can control the whole thing with clever little pauses, which makes them go jump on the hook. You know, you just create a pause for them and it slows their heart rate down. All these little tricks, which were just amazing to watch. Or you'd tap your heart to slow their heart down. Mm. That wasn't meant in the audio, that was me doing it on purpose. But yeah, just using your tone, using touch, even on them, oh, it was, you know, I remember the kid's mum used to call me the baby whisperer. <laughs> it's like, how can you get them to sleep straight away? Um, and that was just tapping into their heart rate and breathing for them, you know, yeah. it was amazing. Such a cool thing to learn. Such a cool thing to learn. And it is interesting that energy shift. Um, I know with my partner and I like that, um, yeah, I think I've got that same kind of definition now, the, the kid whisperer, you know, it's like this, yeah. this gift that's like, all right, well, you can just handle this, you know, and, and it's like, yeah, I love that. I love, um, I love taking the reins in that going to bedtime and just that, mm. um, you know, that presence, but the um, it's that solid energy that those kids feel. It's like they kind of right, pull yeah. the strings with mum more, um, at least in my situation, um, she has that ability to, to pull the strings on mum, whereas with me, that just kind of it's not there it's not yeah she, she doesn't step into that arena i've seen that I, i'm glad you went there because i was going to drop it in and say this is energetics it's it's not a good parent bad parent scenario it's absolutely energetics mm. and the young child is looking for that safety certainty and security under the masculine and sometimes it's just the deep voice yeah i see this with pets and, and dogs you know my kids have got a high-pitched voice and the dog gets excited I come in, the dog goes, oh, and just falls and crumbles into my arm, Yeah, uh, which is beautiful. Um, but yeah, I think it's that, mate. I think it's that strong, grounded, masculine presence that they surrender to that. And obviously, being a little girl, it's the feminine, so she's already learning to surrender. In And I don't, people might hear the word surrender and get the wrong view of that. It's, mm. not, it's not what the dictionary terms it to be in yeah, a way of energy. I feel you, man. It feels great what you're sharing to me. To me. So, yeah. 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 So it's beautiful when the feminine can surrender under a, a divine masculine. It's It's beautiful. It's most, oh, it's, it's, it's heavenly. Heavenly. It is. And I would just love to add to that. Like, you feel you can feel like such an asshole sometimes when you let's say let's say bedtime with a little one and you know they don't want to go to bed they don't want to do anything they're getting super tired so there's been times when you know I always give the choices so I always 
put the choices out there and say, okay, you can either stay here with us and um, go straight to sleep, or you can go to bed and read a book for 10 minutes and um, be in your own space. Which would you like to choose? Mm. Well, they obviously usually will say they want to stay with you. It's like, okay, cool. Well, this is the agreement then. If you want to choose to stay here, you're going to choose to stay here and go straight to sleep. It's like, yep. And then like 10 seconds later, it's like, I don't want to go to sleep now. It's like, okay, cool. So I'll just grab her and take her to bed. And then of course, kicking and screaming. And I'm just like, yep, just hold her through it. All the things, get her into her bed. By that stage, she might be still kicking and screaming. It's like, she knows I'm here for her. I'm holding that space. And then when I get her down there, I just kind of gently hold her. And there's mm-hmm. the kicking and the screaming and say, so would you like to come back to the with us and go straight to sleep? Or would you like yeah. to stay in your bed and write a book? And as soon as she calms down, it's gonna be come back and you know, maybe this isn't the best way to go about it. It's different every time, but for me, it felt feels right on point usually when it happens. And then I'll bring her back. And that time when she comes back, there's a whole different energy. And the way she settles in and cuddles up is like, there's so much love from her that, um, you know, towards me, she just goes straight to sleep almost every time and cuddles me so tight and is like, I love you so much. Like it's just this, this mm. flick in the switch of gratitude. And I was just like, yes. and I was just the guy that five minutes ago was the devil. Cause I grabbed her, was yeah. putting her to bed going, <laughs> you know, and then now. But then look at this, like a normal relationship. How do you portray that? Like what's your, what comes to mind for you? What's she doing? Mm. Testing your boundaries. Mm. Like every feminine will do in your relationships, though, you'll create a boundary like you did with, here's the two options. Okay, you're going to choose this option. No, there's consequences. And she's testing it. Yeah. And this is how they find their feet. Yeah. But if you yield on that boundary setting, she'll have no respect for you and run over it every time. 100%. However, when you enforce the consequence and then say, cool, here's the option again, this is where they go, okay, I've tested the limits, realized it doesn't work. I'm going to fall into where the boundary sits now. Yeah. This is, but this plays out in our adult life now as well. It's no different. Yeah. It's beautiful, you know, like, and I love that you hold the line on that. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. You never want to enforce that boundary on any relationship. Yeah. But if you don't, you've got no value. You can't be trusted. That means that you, when you have to fight for her, she can't trust you because you fall over at the boundary. Exactly. So that's what creates safety in all of our relationships. And it starts from, as you can see, at the age of three, four, five yeah she's learning to trust the masculine right now because you're doing that for her it's beautiful brother so beautiful difficult for us because we don't want to be pushing that you know we don't want to do we just wish we could form but that's also our role is to hold that steady line as the masculine when the storm's blowing 100 percent, brother um I would love to hear more about your parenting journey um, and invite that. But I'm feeling like now we, we wrap this up and we've got plenty more to do. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. We will be coming back for definitely a part two on this one and diving into. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to hear about Michael's incredible parenting journey as the baby whisperer and <laughs> learn how you coined that, uh, that term. And yeah, just uh, love and appreciate you so much, brother. Big love, brother. Thank you so much for today. And as always, love you heaps. Thank you, guys. If you have any questions out there, please um, reach out. Um, We'll be definitely diving into some Q&As through the social media and stuff as we go um, on what you'd like to hear us speak about. But for now, uh, we're signing off. Until next time.